This is MuggleCast, episode 23 for January 9th, 2006. MuggleCast is sponsored in part by GoDaddy.com. See why GoDaddy.com is the number one domain registrar worldwide. Now with your domain registration, you'll get hosting, a free blog, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a MuggleCast listener, enter code RON, that's R-O-N, when you check out and get your .com domain name for just $6.95 a year. Get your piece of the internet today at GoDaddy.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Kevin Steck. I'm Laura Thompson. I'm Micah Tannenbaum. I'm Emily Ogo. And this is the show where we bring you the latest in Harry Potter news, theories, discussions, cooking recipes, laptops, uh, pizza, whatever I can see in my view right now. But before we go anywhere, first, let's go over to Micah for the past week's top Harry Potter news stories. Thanks, Andrew. Cambridge University's annual science festival will this year examine the science behind the Harry Potter stories, focusing on broomstick flight, the invisibility cloak, and whether owls could actually deliver the mail. The festival will run from March 15th through the 26th. In movie news, MyMovies.net has posted two great video interviews with some of the Goblet of Fire cast and crew, including one with Katie Long and Robert Pattinson, and another with Stan Ianevsky, Clemens Posey, and David Heyman. Soundnet has released a list of the best ten soundtracks for the past year, with Patrick Doyle's score making the list for his work with the soundtrack for the fourth movie, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and BBC viewers recently voted on their favorite films of 2005, with Goblet of Fire coming in at number six. The Internet Movie Database is currently asking visitors to vote on their favorite movies and actors of 2005. The film and its actors are either number one or close in every category, including Best Foreign Language Film, Best Independent Film, Best Documentary, and Best Animated Feature. The latest installment in the Potter movie series also became the UK's most successful film of 2005. To date, Movie 4 has collected $812 million worldwide. Warner Brothers has announced the Goblet of Fire high-definition DVD will be released on April 11th. Along with 23 people who were victims of the London bombings last summer, Robbie Coltrane, who portrays Hagrid, has been made an officer of the Order of the British Empire. These honors are given to those who have done something special in life. They are nominated by the Queen of England with advice from the Prime Minister. Moving on to book news, the Italian version of the sixth novel in the Harry Potter series was released on January 6th. The initial print run totaled 750,000 copies and midnight parties were held throughout Italy. And in absolutely stunning news, selling over 4.1 million copies on the day of its release alone, Half-Blood Prince topped the list of the best-selling novels of 2005 in the U.S. And according to a report released today by Reuters and Nielsen's BookScan, the sixth adventure beat out every other book that was on sale for the entire year. Sales totaled over 7 million copies for the entire year, and they only started in July. Be sure to check out our brand new MuggleCast website as well, and head over to J.K. Rowling's official site as she continues to update her diary section. That's all the news for this January 8th, 2005 edition of MuggleCast. Back to the show. Alright, thank you, Micah. You're welcome. Well, we're missing a couple of people this week. Uh, ben, Eric, and Jamie, they are all out and about, except for Ben, who was, uh... What, you, what, what was he doing, Laura? He was sleeping. <laughs> oh, right, right. I could have guessed that. <laughs> but we do have a new MuggleCaster this week who's decided to join us. Emily. MuggleNet editor extraordinaire. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about you? Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you do around the site? Um, I think probably the better thing to say is, what don't I do? <laughs> <laughs> well, you do do a, you do do a lot. Well, I guess maybe right? I maybe the, the better thing to say would be, what don't I edit? Yeah. <laughs> only two things that I don't edit. 
That would be editorials and edit graphics. How about Wall of Shame? No, I don't because it really doesn't need it. You know, I mean, if I wanted to edit, it would take. If I wanted to edit the actual email, that would be an absolute nightmare. But that would be the whole point. Yeah. So. She would spend the rest of her life doing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you do do a lot of work around uh, the site, which we do appreciate because we all stink at uh, English. Yeah, Andrew D I E I N G. Hoff. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Okay, so one quick announcement, and then we will move along. As most of you know by now, we have a brand new website over at MuggleCast.com. We completely revamped it. It looks really great. It really does. Yes, when you all agree. I do. It's it, For those of you who haven't been there yet, you should definitely check it out. It is a, in, it's, it's basically an iPod. And you can browse around and uh, you know do kinds of things. We have new stuff. We have a new transcript directory. We can... You can play the show right through the website by clicking uh, play uh, play pause on the iPod. Uh, there's tons of different things, and we know everyone's really enjoyed it. We've gotten some great reviews, so so go check it out and uh, be sure to vote in the poll that's over there. We have a new we're gonna put a new poll up every single week uh, with the release of each new show. So well, that's about it. So let's get straight in to the main discussion of this week, as promised, as we told you last week, Dumbledore. A very, very, very interesting character who we could talk about for very long periods of time. Hopefully we will cover as much as we can right now. But of course, the main question on most people's minds is, is he dead? I now, of think course, so. I think so I as well. Laura thinks so. Yep. Like it doesn't? Good, I got Mike on my side. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't think he's dead either, and I was convinced by Dumbledore's not dead dot com. Okay, so first let's uh give everyone some basic information about the good guy. Oh, I can't even his full name is Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. Not exactly sure where he got that whole name from. Uh Voldemort refers to him as that champion of commoners, of mudbloods and muggles. So basically he's he is the Voldemort of the good side. Right? I think right. that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yes? <laughs> yeah? yeah? Well, I don't know. <laughs> he's got blue eyes. He's got white hair. He, of course, died in uh, Half-Blood Prince towards the end. Or did he? Uh, or did he? Mm-mm-mm. Thanks to the HP Lexicon for this information. There's not really... I mean, there's tons of information on him, but there is no basic info about him. Yeah, they they really don't talk about his background. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what adds to the mystery of Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. You gotta love the guy. Who does not love that guy? Oh, I... Who, who reads the book, I anyway. bawled at the end of Half-Blood Prince. I was in tears. I was so upset. I was really ticked off, too. And unfortunately, the lovely Jess from MuggleNet Fanfiction has photographic evidence of my temper tantrum. So, uh... <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Can we, can we see that, Lauren? No. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> so uh, we're actually going to be uploading those images to MuggleCast.com. Yeah. No, actually, so if you find out. if you find Jess like bound and gagged in a closet somewhere unconscious, you'll know it was me. Ooh. Yep. No, I love Jess. She's wonderful. Okay, so we'll inform the proper authorities. So, uh, <laughs> so as we said, Mike and I are are pretty pretty decided on that 
Dumbledore is not dead. I mean, of course, when you first see the death, you know, oh, he's dead. And this happened with Sirius, too, and people still think that Sirius is alive. But Dumbledore is different because there's a lot more evidence that shows that he could possibly be alive. Is this correct, Micah? Yep. And you mentioned it before, Dumbledore'sNotDead.com does a great job of just kind of going through the whole series of events leading up to his death. Mm-hmm. Right. You want, you want to start us off with some... Well, I have something you know, of my please. own. I don't I don't really okay. remember everything exactly from Dumbledore'sNotDead.com, but... Right. <laughs> How many times can we possibly plug Dumbledore'sNotDead.com? I don't know. <laughs> Dumbledore'sNotDead.com? What are you talking about? Yes, uh, Dumbledore'sNotDead.com. <laughs> But how about he's so closely tied to the Phoenix throughout the entire series. And, you know, it's called the Order of the Phoenix. He has a pet phoenix. His Patronus is a phoenix. And the phoenix is a bird of rebirth. And immortality, almost. So, is Joe trying to tell us something with that? Yeah, but didn't she say that dead is dead? You know well, what I'm well, the whole reason why, well, one of the reasons why I think that he is dead is because it fits. You don't want throughout the series, Dumbledore has always acted as though he was a protector and guardian of Harry, and I think it's about time that Harry starts continuing on his quest to defeat Voldemort without a protector. Exactly. He needs to grow up, and I think I'd be pretty upset if it turned out that. He was alive because I think he served his purpose perfectly, which was to show Harry that he's not kid anymore. He has this goal ahead of him, and he has to do it himself. Exactly. Harry has to walk alone. And I think with Dumbledore there, Harry would always kind of depend on him because we've seen Harry talk about how Dumbledore always has the answers. And he never until... Order of the Phoenix really started seeing him as a human being who made mistakes. And it just, it's a recurring theme that I've seen that when Joe doesn't need a character anymore, when that character has served their purpose, she gets rid of them. But getting back to the Fox thing, um, Micah brought up how Dumbledore, what did you say exactly, Micah? That he's so intertwined with a bird that is symbolic of rebirth and immortality, basically. Yeah. Um,. But one thing that I've noticed, you know, and that I've read, of course, is that Fox never saved him. He never tried to. But we did hear him crying, or singing. He was singing, right? He was singing yeah, for... Yeah, the Phoenix Lament. For, yeah, for a very long time. So, Laura, wouldn't you have to agree that... Or Kevin, wouldn't you have to agree that's a little weird? I think it could be... Uh like a sign that maybe Snape's not evil, that maybe Dumbledore planned to die, but I don't think that he's alive, just because we saw his body laying on the ground after he'd been thrown from the highest tower in the school, even if it wasn't really the Avada Kedavra curse, which is um, something that I read on Dumbledore'sNotDead.com. There's another plug for you. (laughs) But even if it wasn't really the Avada Kedavra curse, the fall alone would have killed him. And one thing that I always thought of when I thought of Dumbledore and the Phoenix was that thing that Harry, or not Harry said, but um, 
No, actually, it was Harry when he said in Chamber of Secrets that um, Dumbledore is not gone so long as there's a, still someone loyal to him in the school. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? And yeah. I always thought yeah. that he wouldn't literally be reborn, but he would never die because everyone would remember him. Exactly. That's what I think it's supposed you know, to mean. Exactly. And I think that people are taking it as like a literal, he's going to be resurrected, by, but he himself said there's nothing you can do about death. You mm-hmm. know, death is just another step, and nothing you can do can prevent someone from, you know, not dying. dying. Exactly. And Joe has said it too. She's said it numerous times that in the wizarding world, dead is dead. There is no spell that can reawaken the dead. Right. So, so I don't know why people are hoping he'll come back to life for some reason. Um, one thing that I have seen on the forums is that people are hoping that he'll come back as a ghost. No, I don't think so. Yeah, me neither. I don't think it's going to... And it would be pretty dumb. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think that's as far as it will go with Dumbledore coming back. I don't think it would, though. I just think that Joe saying that dead is dead is just... uh, Could be... Could possibly be a scheme to throw people off Yeah, but she's always made it very clear that she doesn't say anything to directly mislead fans and that would be kind of like a lie you know and she wouldn't want to lie to us dead okay yeah dead is dead but what if he never died but how could you so not no. die even if it wasn't really avada kedavra how could you survive that fall because he's dumbledore why wouldn't why wouldn't exactly. fox try to save him why wouldn't you know maybe he, he meant harry to die. was near death because he knows he was dead you know, it was a parting of his... Yeah, and it's one thing well, for when okay, Harry... Always... It's one thing when Harry's in the Chamber of Secrets, and he's fighting for time, but when Fox is all the way in Dumbledore's office, there is absolutely no time for him to get from the office to Dumbledore, who is falling from a tower. Well, that conversation went on for a while. I mean, it, I guess it depends, really, if Dumbledore thought he was in trouble or not that whole time that he was up there. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think it's a great possibility that Snape was actually under an unbreakable vow with Dumbledore to kill him if the time came. Yes, I do think that's a great possibility, and that would certainly explain why Fox wasn't coming to save him. When the time came, why would the time ever come? Because Draco had... That was the time, That was what he was assigned to do. Oh, because Draco had the unbreakable vow too? Yeah. What, no, no, no. Uh. What I'm saying is he had the unbreakable vow with Narcissa, and I'm thinking that he did it so he wouldn't blow his cover. And then he goes Snape to Dumbledore about, okay. and tells Dumbledore about it, and Dumbledore says, no, your position is far more valuable than mine. So if the time should come, you have to promise me you'll do it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Especially because a lot of people thought it was out of character for Dumbledore to be begging Snape. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be perfectly fitting if he wasn't begging him not to kill him, but begging him to kill him. Exactly. It would meet, it would, it matches Dumbledore's personality perfectly. He's, you know, he's so, he knows what's going on so well that he's willing to give up his own life knowing that it's better than the alternative. Do you know that what Dumbledore says to Snape when he says, Severus, please, 
is the exact same thing that Narcissa says to Snape in Spinner's End. And, she's asking and the, to do the that's one of the out. yeah, and that's one of the things I've read on the forums where people have seen that, and that's why they think there's an unbreakable vow there. Although I don't mm-hmm. understand why, um, why if there was an unbreakable vow, why Snape wouldn't have done it immediately? Because you know, it's sort of you have real you really don't have a choice. No, but this is actually something that I did read on, yet again, another plug, DumbledoreIsNotDead.com, that we don't really know the conditions under which Unbreakable Vows work, like if there's a time frame. Yeah. Which is a good question that someone should ask Joe soon. Because there must be a lot involved. Well, and it also depends, I mean, is... Is the are unbreakable vows? Are they a conscious type thing? Do is the unbreakable vow almost like a mind reader? Does it know if you're actually going to fulfill it if you're being honest, or does it only depend on the person that you're making it with? If the person that you've made the vow with sees something from a certain point of view, does it work out? I don't know. Yeah. But um, one thing I'd like to point out is the missing text that. Now, at first, some people might just laugh it off because, you know, UK and US edits are always different. But in the UK edition, there were several sentences that were missing that appeared in the US edition. And these specific sentences, I really think, give away that there is something to this here. Because, now, the question all relies on if the editors know anything about the future books. Do you guys think think so? I don't know. Why would they? Yeah, I don't think so. Well, that's... Okay, but in... I'm going to read a couple sentences to you Sentences to you that were not in the UK edition, but it appear in the US edition. He cannot kill you if you're already dead. Nobody would be surprised that you had died in your attempt to kill me. Forgive me, but Lord Voldemort probably expects it. Nor would the Death Eaters be surprised that we had captured and killed your mother. It is what they would do themselves, after all. Now, if you read this in its context, it's very convincing that they were taking out because it gives too much away that he looks dead, but he might not really be dead. Well, if you look at it too, the UK publishers could have been thinking that it was repetitious. They were they might have been trying to shorten it. We don't know exactly why they took that out. We just know that the US and the UK edits are separate. I mean, if you go back and look at I think they started doing that with Order of the Phoenix. There are loads of different sentences and different phrase wordings. So I just think that's purely coincidence. Either that or they thought it was giving too much away about something else. Yeah, that's... that's I don't know. <laughs> it, it certainly fuels the fire. Just reiterating here. Dumbledore says... He cannot kill you if you are already dead. Now, to me, this gives away that now Dumbledore's not going to kill him. Well, no, they're of going course to, not. They're going to hide him. They, Dumbledore's plan was to hide him or somehow make him appear. Yeah, make yeah him but when I read that, the, the impression I get was that it was cut out for two, one of two reasons. Um, one, wordiness. It's it sort of dropped in the middle and mm-hmm. I do agree and with that. It, you're, it's sort of off topic, you know. It's there's not much Dumbledore is going to say 
that can change, you know, Malfoy's mind now, and he should have said it earlier. Well, also, if the editors do know what's going to happen, then that might be giving something away with what's going to happen with Draco. Because for all we know, if Snape's good, he may be taking Draco to hide him. Right, that was my second point. I, I think that it's sort of, if they do know what's going to happen, it's too much of a foreshadow. Because that one sentence would say that Draco is going to start fighting for the Order. And that is a huge, huge twist. That's not something you want to give away. Mm-hmm. Definitely. This is true. Micah, what was your uh, theory? No, I think this definitely lends to the whole idea that he's not dead. I mean, I understand what Kevin and Laura brought up. But at the same time, I still think that there are too many things that can kind of lead you to believe that there's a chance that he could come back in the seventh book. Although it's a weak argument, um, nobody saw Dumbledore's body after his death. Now, you know, they say it's lying under the covers, and when it disappeared, did it disappear or did it... Flames came up around it and encased it in a tomb. And the phoenix, yeah. and the phoenix came out and all that. I don't know. It's yeah, but I think if that Dumbledore's that... real body wasn't under there, it was perhaps a I don't know. What, what did they ma- put hay under the blanket of... and like <laughs> sculpted it in the shape of Dumbledore? <laughs> no, I'm saying if there was some spell or something that could make it look like a body was pushing up, or I I, I don't know. <laughs> it's such a weak argument, but it's just something to point out. I don't. Well, actually, what I've been waiting for you to bring up is the uh, phoenix leaving his body. Yeah. I want to talk was a little bit about that. Was that a Patronus? What was that? That's that's just another, um, you know... Because I know that people I know that people have taken it as sort of a sign of Dumbledore's reincarnation. What I think it is is one of two things. It's representing his spirit you know, leaving and going wherever it goes, wherever dead people go. Or it has something to do with his Patronus in Animagus form. Yeah, was it sort of a message to the, or yeah. a last message to the Order of the Phoenix on how to proceed? Mm-hmm. Because what 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 happens to people's um, Patronus in Animagus forms? Do we really know if a Patronus is sort of actually kind of like a daemon, like from the Golden Compass, what... Uh, Kevin and I were reading. I mean, we don't know how external they are, if they're, you know, more like an external portion of someone's soul. Do they leave the body when they die? I mean, what happens? Well, the reincarnation thing, though, and I know this is really far out there, but I've read that Dumbledore has so many middle names because he's been reborn so many times <laughs> that's kind of funny that's i mean that, that's funny i mean that's cool well, that's a good point mm. yeah see, but he's also you? how old 150 people those are all his nicknames is that what it is? <laughs> well, no people tend tended to have longer names what's well, even brian seems like a random mix yeah but it's spelled like, differently albus isn't it? percival wolford no, according, not according to Alexi Pecan. Albus, Percival, Wolfric, Brian, Dumbledore. Yeah, but he's Dumbledore. It's more of a muggle name. He's so quirky, mm-hmm. you know? So if he's yeah. quirky, his parents probably yeah. were. <laughs> was 
Let's see. Was Dumbledore uh, mudblood? I I always got the impression that Dumbledore was a pureblood. Well, you would think so, because mm-hmm. of all his powers. Um, but I'm saying, okay, so I'm just going to extend on Micah's theory. Say he has led several lives. Say he was a mudblood initially. His first name was Brian, because he was born of muggles, and they didn't know he was a wizard. Then they... Then, uh... Oh, wait, that doesn't really make sense. Though, Are we going with the backwards yeah. thing again? <laughs> yeah. No, it's not a backwards <laughs> thing, but... <laughs> I don't know, it's a good... Another good question. There's so many unanswered questions about him. You yeah. can write a book just on him. Well, also, Emily and I were talking earlier about um, the one thing that really did it for us was the portrait. I mean, what did you think about that, Emily? Yeah, yeah I... The- Seeing him in that portrait kind of just drove it home for me. Um, well, not so much that as the Phoenix song, but also, you know, I always something that always comes to my mind is the fact that the spell was lifted from Harry, and so the portrait just kind of made it like all the more sadder. And you know, it yeah, it, it, the portrait just mm-hmm. kind of just drove home that yes, he's passed on. There's going to time for a new headmaster and all that. Exactly, that's what I thought. And the whole thing with the spell lifting, I mean, is Dumbledore actually consciously, while he is falling, even if it wasn't Avada Kedavra, and this is just assuming it wasn't, because I think it was, but as he's falling, is he really going to think, and he doesn't even have his wand, I need to lift the spell on Harry. That's another thing, though, and I think that was on Dumbledore's com too, as we plug it for I actually really like that show. site. I have that site on my favorites. I don't it agree is, with everything on it, but it's a really but good site. They've done their the, homework. It is I'm a good site. The whole wand thing. Remember the song that Slughorn and Hagrid were singing about how when that wizard died, they broke his wand? Mm-hmm. We never saw Dumbledore's wand snapped in half. I don't know See, if that happens at funerals or... Yeah, what do they do with wands when wizards die? I mean, they snap them in half. Yeah, they snap them. Well, that was the song. We don't yeah, know if that, uh, you know, is actually true. Yeah. But, well, it, it I mean, then what do they do with them after that? Do they bury, bury them with, with their them? wands? Yeah. I mean, well, you know what wand. surprised me about his death was that I would expect Dumbledore to leave Harry something. He might have. And he... Then yeah. She never said... You know, I would expect... Well, that's something to look for, forward to. Exactly. I, I think that, without a doubt, he's going to at least leave Harry some legacy, you know, because it would be an awful waste of a character, you know? Especially if he knew he was going to die, then there, he must have thought out how he could help Harry, you know, in the future with finding these final horcruxes. Also, I think that Dumbledore was already dying before he was... A.K.A. Oh, off the tower. Of course, the whole story. It was. I mean, the guy was. Well, weak. I mean, yeah, yeah, and the potion. I mean, yeah, the, even yeah. if none of that had happened, do you still think he'd be alive? I mean, if it wasn't for the Horcrux search. No, no, no. I'm talking. Even if none of the things with Snape had happened, do you think Dumbledore would be alive? At that point in time. If Snape didn't kill him, yeah, I think he would still be alive. But I mean, he was that sick. potion he was, was clearly poisonous. 
Yes, but that's that's not what killed him. Well, no, but I think it would have. I don't know the way the the way he was acting as he was drinking the potion. It was almost like he knew what kind of potion it was and how much longer he had left to live. And I just the kind of the impression I got is. Yeah, well, he was confident mm-hmm. it wasn't going to kill him. At least I don't think he was confident spot. wasn't going to kill him. Dumbledore realizes that he has to sacrifice himself for the greater good. If he is dead and gone, are we going to see anything from him in the next book? Yes. The actual, the actual, like, you know... From him or... Yeah, I see where Andrew wants to clarify. Yeah, like... like are we going the to... The ghost of Dumbledore or the will of Dumbledore? Ghost, portrait, I don't know. Pick I one. don't think it'll be a ghost because it's been made pretty clear that anyone who's come back as a ghost was kind of a somber person. You know, like Moaning Myrtle and Nearly Headless Nick, the Bloody Baron. Yeah. So, And I don't see Dumbledore as the type of person who wouldn't be willing to move on. Yeah, but I can picture Harry approaching the portrait for information, but like oh, we've discussed definitely. in the past, it only gives their... The portrait yeah. only is a reflection of their... Uh, well, how do of we their put personality. It? Personality, right, right. So. It's just like the so-called ghosts that came out of Voldemort's wand in Goblet of Fire. They're really only mirror images. Yep. They're not actually those people. But like I said before, I do hope that we'll see at least some of the legacy of Dumbledore. Oh, I think we will. I think we will, and I think Dumbledore probably left Harry something. And it's going to be something terribly cryptic because that's just how Dumbledore is. I'm fairly sure he's dead. <laughs> I'm sorry, Andrew it. and Micah, you're wrong. <laughs> and what if we're right? Um, then I'm going to kick myself. Then then I was you can't sub- say backwards. I was subconsciously correct without knowing it. You know, it was in my brain. I just, you know. I was actually thinking about that. I was like, you know, all the time I've been going on about Dumbledore being dead, if he turns out to be alive, I no, am see, never see, going to the thing to is, is that if he turns out to be alive, I'll be very upset. Yeah, me too. I because I actually just like the, fact that the way she did it. You know, yeah, she, me too. She made it at a perfect time where Harry is... A, it's about time Harry grows up and Harry has to start doing things for himself and he has to start learning magic that's not second grade level, you know? I don't like the way she did it. She, he put up no fight whatsoever. But that's the whole point. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be a great way for him to die knowing that his death meant something Crouched more? Crouched in a corner and and well, begging yes, Snape but... to kill him so that Snape's position wasn't compromised so Harry could continue his quest. That's a pretty noble way to evil? die. I think so. And what if he's evil? I don't think Snape is entirely evil. Well, I don't think Dumbledore is That's your problem. <laughs> I, I, I would be extremely upset if if Dumbledore was... So would I. I. I would too. And, you know, for all the reasons mentioned, not to mention the fact that there are pictures of me crying over the guy. So if he turns out Which not to be dead... Which we're going to post on com. starting... <laughs> uh, no, we're not. <laughs> no. So if he turns out to be alive and all that crap... And they have all that crap on me, I'm going to be ticked off. Like, I cried over that guy for nothing. But what if you compare it to other books? 
you know, like the Chronicles of Narnia, like the Lord of the Rings, where you have that main character that appears to die. But yeah, but die. Gandalf and uh, and uh, Aslan. Aslan. You well, know Gandalf, twist, Gandalf I see does it right up J.K. Rowling's alley. He doesn't he die. Doesn't die. Gandalf it never. Just, it just sort of makes it looks like he does. It. Okay, well then Aslan. It kind of alluded to it, sort of, but I don't think that. I also think that she doesn't want to make her books exactly like everyone else's books because there is a lot of influence from you know various and assorted books including lord of the rings on harry potter but i don't think she would follow it that closely i also think that you know since we are able to kind of follow the experience as the books are coming out but you kind of see jk rowling as god almost and we kind of appeal to her and trying to try to kind of undo death and i kind of think that what Dumbledore is not dead dot com does is, and I think that Dumbledore is dead, and JKR, this is her way of just showing that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and also one thing that I have always thought is that Joe is always stressing that children are greatly underestimated in what they can handle in literature, and she talked about how after her mom died death became such a real thing to her. And I don't think she would take death so lightly as to make you think that a character you loved so much was dead and then, and then yeah. have them come I back. I don't see her deceiving people like that. Okay. I think we're pretty much... Killed that. I think we, we, I think we have autocadavered that. <laughs> we basically. have autocadavered. Uh, it's been AK'd. All right. I think we covered that pretty well. In conclusion, Dumbledore is not dead. He is dead. So, <laughs> Dumbledore is dead. dot com. And the discussion will go uh. on forever. So, well, until book seven at least. So now, why don't we hit up the voicemails, Mr. Kevin Steck? Okay. Sorry. Hey guys, this is Brian calling from Canada, and I thought of something recently, and I wanted to hear your thoughts. If Dumbledore had never took Tom Riddle to become a wizard, do you think he would have discovered his magical talent anyway, and even discovered the wizarding world? Or do you think he'd just be the Mugwool equivalent of Voldemort? Thanks, and keep up the great work. I think that it was apparent he was already showing a bad side. So I think that he would have most definitely discovered his magical ability. I don't think he would have been as powerful because he wouldn't have had the resources. Um, he wouldn't um, have had the information about the Horcruxes either. Exactly. Um, I'm not so sure he would have found the magical world. I think he would have tried to find if there was anyone else like him because he likes to gather, you know, powerful people to him to control them. But um, I'm not sure about that. I would I would say definitely he'd find his magical ability. Um, discovering the wizarding world is a toss-up, and he would have been the Muggle equivalent of Voldemort. I think he, without a doubt, I mean, by the time Voldemort had met him, he had already been well on the path of being pretty evil. Yeah, I agree with Kevin. I think that Voldemort is a very determined person, and I think that he would have at least found out about his magical abilities, no doubt. I think they developed naturally at a point, so you he would have picked up some things as he went along, you know? Well, wouldn't he have gotten a letter regardless? But, yeah, but that... I think that's the point of the question. If he had not, because of living at an orphanage and all of 
that big makes up his whole family life if he had never gotten any indication that he was a wizard had never been visited by Dumbledore would he have become what he has become now so right well maybe not as much but he certainly would have I'm sure used his abilities to continue to do things that exactly were that's what I said I mean also um do we know how Hogwarts finds out about students because it seems to me that the Gaunts would have been so upset about um, their daughter like fraternizing with a muggle that they would want to keep the child yeah. hush and that's and that stuff. that's another question I mean Voldemort discovered most of his family history when he was in school so and that family mm-hmm. history contributed to his feelings about um muggles and muggle-borns which ultimately contributed to his Lord Voldemort persona. So just the fact that he wasn't exposed to that information, do you think that he would have, you know, I honestly I think he would have come just evil, but not as powerful. Mm-hmm. This is all Dumbledore's fault. <laughs> And that's why he's dead. Um, it's all his fault. <laughs> hey, I'm just Miranda from Clifton, New Jersey. Uh, my, I have, uh, first want to say that MuggleCast is great, and when Andrew and Ben, when you guys sing, it's just hilarious. And uh, I'd like to ask, if you think Draco Malfoy is going to die, how he, how do you think he's going to die, and by who? Like, Snape, uh, do you think Harry will do it, or Voldemort? Uh, so, thanks, guys. You're great. I think he will die, but I don't think... You think so? Yeah, I don't think Snape will do it, because, I mean, if Snape was going to do it, what was the whole point of the Unbreakable Vow? Um, I think it might be by Voldemort's hand, or it just might be... Now, now going back to what we said before, Emily, do you think that that he's going to be dying as a Death Eater, or as a member of the Order? I think that if we don't quite know what Snape's doing, he's going to end up kind of being in the middle for a while. I don't think he can feasibly be on Voldemort's side. But it's, that's, a t- that's a tough question. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, see, I agree too, because I, I don't think that, honestly, after reading the last book, I think that Draco is not as, he's a misunderstood person. He's not as evil as everyone thought he was. And I think he's going to be exactly that, like a monkey in the middle, where he doesn't know which side he belongs to. And I think to. also he would resist Snape if it does turn out that Snape is not a Death Eater. Um, I think he would resist. Like I imagine that Snape would have to explain his position, what's happening, um, you know, what, why he killed Dumbledore. And I think Draco would be very resistant of somebody he trusted you know, not being on the Death Eater side. He'd probably be relieved because Snape would probably be under orders from Voldemort or something like that. Yeah, and that's a pretty good point that Draco does look up to Snape and if it does turn out that Snape killed Dumbledore at Dumbledore's request and he's not a Death Eater, as Draco, you sort of get the impression that Draco thinks he is. Um, I think that Draco will perhaps follow his lead in you know 
turning over to the I don't Order. really see Draco as oh. becoming a member of the Order. I think... I don't see him becoming a member, but I think he may become... I shouldn't have said become mm-hmm. a member, but I think he may be on their side. Right. I think if he does, it would only be, like, Pettigrew, you know? Just to side up with who was powerful. Do you think so? Because, I mean, Draco knows who's who's having the advantage right now. I mean, it's apparent that Voldemort is pretty much ruling the uh, the battle right now and he still hesitated before when killing you know before killing Dumbledore yeah but he I mean before de- I think, I think anyone and... would hesitate before they killed someone honestly I can't I, I don't see Draco as being a good person at all I think that he would side up to whoever would keep him protected I think if anything happened to one of his parents that that could have a large impact on which side he goes to or if he stays on Voldemort's side versus going to maybe at least side with the order for a brief period of time because I think he does yeah, care see, honestly honestly I don't know which side he he would cons- we should consider him on because I don't see him as a pure evil character anymore. I always thought that he did a lot of the things to Harry out of, you know, being much like Voldemort when he was younger, where he enjoyed it. And now you're looking at it like that was just being childish. You know, he's not as, he's not the evil person everyone expected. He's, he's just as torn between the two sides as anyone else could be. So, I understand why you wouldn't want you wouldn't see him as a good guy. Mm-hmm. But I honestly see him maybe in the future being um, being one of those characters that that does something that you don't expect it to help Harry. I agree to an extent. I can see him going over to the good side in, in essence for something that benefits him or because something happened to his mother to get revenge on the people who were responsible for it but not necessarily to side with the order like he's never going to become friends with Harry it's he, just not yeah, I happen. understand <laughs> that but but I do see him making a decision where where he realizes the importance of Fighting I can see him doing something inadvertently whether it be, that would end up in Harry's favor. Whether it be through the, you know, harming of his parents or whatever. Hi, my name is Claire, and I'm from North Carolina. I love listen to, listening to your show every week, and um, I just had a quick comment slash question. Um, I was wondering um, why, if all the Death Eaters have dark marks on their left arm, why... In the old days, when they were looking for Death Eaters, they didn't just check everybody's left arm. Um, and why didn't they see that Sirius did not have one? Thanks. Bye. Well, they didn't know about it. And nobody knew about uh, the death mark until Snape showed uh, Sirius in Goblet of Fire. I can't remember. But um, the, death mar- the dark mark was not known. It was not uh, an indicator of a Death Eater. Yeah, but at the same time, they also found people under the um, Imperious Curse, which they were acting for the Death Eaters and almost 
they said that it was very hard to distinguish whether someone was a Death Eater or not. I mean, I honestly believe that um, not everyone has a Dark Mark, only those who are most important to Voldemort. But we also don't know how often Voldemort used the Dark Mark all his Death Eaters to him. Yeah, yeah. And not to mention we don't know that he can't hide it altogether. I mean, they did mention that fades, so why couldn't you just hide it? Yeah. So, yeah. Just yeah. Just yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it fades when he's not powerful. So if they were sort of collecting people right after his fall, the chances are it might not have been as prominent on the person's arm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Um, And I think that I don't think Voldemort is stupid, so I could not see him tattooing all his followers with something that could give their position away. Not to mention, we know that there are spells to conceal that kind of thing. Just like in exactly, Order of the Phoenix, yeah. where students were um, making copies of the Quibbler look like blank pieces of parchment. Exactly. Oh my gosh, I love you, Andrew. Okay, hi, Mugglecasters. My name's Christina. I'm from New Jersey, South Jersey. I was just wondering what you guys think will happen to Dumbledore's wand. Was it buried with him, or was it lost when he fell off the building? Just want to see what you guys think. Thanks. Great show. Well, as we mentioned before, Christina, who lives strangely close to me and loves me, um, we think we're pretty much all in agreement. Well, it definitely from what we can tell, breaks in half from that song. But then it makes sense that they would bury it. I don't know what else they would do with it. It's not like we've ever seen like a shrine, so to speak, of all yeah. the wines of dead <laughs> wands of dead wizards. Sorry, I got wine on a mind. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh. Do you think maybe the wine went to, to his brother? Yeah, maybe a family member could hold on to it. That's a good thought. Let's not talk about his brother. <laughs> his brother <laughs> likes goats. Jeez. Yes, he does. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. or, or perhaps it was used for firewood, you know. Um, oh, that would be terrible. <laughs> okay. Bonfire. Um, next voicemail. Hey, Muggle Casters. My name is Sasha, and I'm from Manhattan. I have a question for you guys. J.K. Rowling only kills off her characters when they fulfilled their purpose. Could it be that Harry has no more to learn from Dumbledore himself? It seems that Harry didn't even fully grasp what Dumbledore was trying to teach him. But as Harry very wisely put it, he will only be gone from the school when none here are loyal to him. I'd love to hear your opinions. Thanks so much, and I love your show. Four last words. Oddment, Blubber, Nitwit, and Tweak. Sasha, I love you. You brought up the point that I've been trying to get across this whole time, is that when she is done with a character, when a character has purveyed all information that they possibly can, anything they can do to help Harry, she kills them. I know it seems brutal, that is Andrew, a good point. but... No, no, that, no, I'd have to agree. I think that is a good point. Dumbledore's not dead.com. It just makes sense. It makes sense. Okay, we gave you all this info. Well, in Joe's mind, okay, we gave you all this info. Now it's gone with them. Well, I mean, and it, it's just to keep a character alive that has no purpose anymore. It it well, takes up. That yeah. seems kind of dumb. It, it takes up. I it mean, takes up space. 
Dumbledore would still have a purpose. Would he? And Sirius would too. What yeah, what purpose would. would Sirius have? What purpose? Finding yeah. the ho- Okay, well, I don't know about Sirius exactly. <laughs> but moral support for Harry. No, but Harry's see, that's got my moral point. Support. He's got Ron and Hermione. I, I believe More. he no, misses Sirius terribly. I believe that Dumbledore D- Dumbledore's death was his final purpose. It was he served the purpose of showing Harry that he had no one else to turn to except his friends, and he had to do it alone. Mm-hmm. I think that was the perfect purpose for Dumbledore. It's finally showing Harry that he has got to get his butt in gear. He has to do this alone and do what he was destined to do. I think so too. And the prophecy says it as well. You know, only yeah. the other can yep. kill the other. Exactly. It's not Dumbledore's fight, it's Harry's fight. See, the prophecy just needs think... to be like, Harry, just do it. <laughs> Stop depending on the people just around you. <laughs> okay, let's plug Nike. Put on now. your Nike shoes and <laughs> just do it. <laughs> I actually didn't mean that, but that's okay. <laughs> Hi, Muzzlecast. This is Laura from Chicago, and I've got a question for this week's show. Um, Dumbledore tells Voldemort that there are more ways of destroying a man than killing him that merely taking your life would not satisfy me, I admit, and that his failure to understand there are things much worse than death has always been Voldemort's greatest weakness. And it reminded me of when Lupin told Harry in Prisoner of Azkaban that the Dementors piss much worse than death. Do you think this has any connection for how Harry would be able to defeat Voldemort or what he would have to do to himself process of the, if there are things that are worse than death? I love your show. Thanks. Bye. I don't think Voldemort is going to die through a Dementor's kiss, no. if that's what you mean. Um, but I do believe that it was foreshadowing to the fact that Harry may not use, a, or in my opinion, probably won't use Avada Kedavra to kill Dumbledore. Voldemort. I find it highly unlike Dumbledore. Uh, I'm <laughs> stuck on Dumbledore now. Voldemort. Um, <laughs> the, I, I don't see Harry casting that spell, honestly. No, I so. think that Voldemort's going to have to feel some sort of pain. I'm not sure whether that'll be mental or physical, but I don't want to see Voldemort just get the easy way out, you know? I want yeah, to see a- something that just really well, gets to I it. think that, I think just the fact that... I think I said this in one of the earlier episodes. I think it would be a perfect way to finish Voldemort off just telling him that all those those protections he put in place to keep himself alive were gone. Yeah, that would be a pretty because, good shot. I mean, yeah, just that in itself would... Sh- I mean, that's a slap to Voldemort. Oh, yeah, saying, that's like... You know, mm, you're ow. not as invincible as you once thought you were. And it I was all killed, taken you know, away from you him. by a teenager. Exactly. Ouch. The teenagers that the teenager that you failed to kill three yeah. times. And of course, there are things far worse than death. I mean, look at Harry—the life that he's lived and losing all yeah. those people that are close to him. That's probably far worse than than dying. If you know, you go inside Harry's mind. Yeah, I agree definitely. But but I I agree. I think that he should. Uh, he shouldn't be killed just flat out. I think he deserves a little more mm-hmm. suffering than that, if it doesn't sound too uh, oh, morbid. Oh, no, I agree. 
Think about him. Nothing's too morbid for Voldemort. True, but still. Yeah. You, you, you really don't want to wish... He's like Osama. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. But you, you never want to wish suffering on people, but... Well, there's a difference. You do. <laughs> Let's make an exception. There is a difference. There is a difference. You don't want you don't want to wish harm on a person. Voldemort is not a person. Voldemort is a monster. And I would I know it sounds cruel, but I would wish just absolutely positively anything on him because he is a great <gasps> <Mara>. HR. <laughs> great. <laughs> Now for this week's edition of Spy on Sparts. Um, Emerson's been in Hawaii over the past week on vacation before he heads back to Notre Dame. He had a lot of fun. He's visiting Tara. He said he misses it already. Is he visiting Tara? I don't know. I don't think so. I (laughs) I just made that up. Tara is, of course, the webmistress of EmersonSparts.net, I believe it is. I guess. Who listens to Hawaii. I thought I I really did think that she would go after him, especially since you know Hawaii's like so small. Yeah. Maybe we should uh, send her an email with his location. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's already back now, so it's a little too late. Oh yeah, that's true. So we should have. We really should have. So that's that's that. Surprisingly, it's number three, the most uh, the number three favorite segment according to our MongoCast poll. I didn't realize it was such it was so big. How about, how about spying on Sims? How about that? Andrew's oh, recording MuggleCast right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you could use the same clip of audio every episode. So yeah. Nothing would change. Yeah. <laughs> Except for when I'm away. When I'm away, guys, will you do Spy on Sims? I've never sure. been away. Over 30 shows, including Well, Leaky guys, Mugs. no, no, no. All we have to do is record two separate sets of audio. One for Andrew's recording MuggleCast and one for Andrew's at the Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true, especially when summer comes around. Okay, now it's time for this week's Dueling Club, where Laura had received an email over the past week yep. of a suggestion. Yep. Uh, my mom's friend, Bert, who actually listens to this show, which is really, really cool, uh, suggested that we do... Hello, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> suggested that Hello, we do Arnie. 16-year-old... <laughs> <laughs> Robert <All right>. Dougie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, suggest that Bert suggested that we do sixteen-year-old Snape uh, versus sixteen-year-old Harry, and I thought that was pretty interesting. So I wanted to see what you guys thought of it. Yes. Well, what do you think to start off? What with? do I think? I think that at first glance, because of how advanced we know Snape was, you would think that you know Snape would just totally dominate Harry in a duel. But I think. While he may win overall, Harry could definitely put a hurting on him. I think that I think it's a hard matchup because where where Harry focuses more on defensive spells than offensive, um, Snape obviously focuses more on offenses offensive than defensive. So I wonder. I would wonder whether. Harry's knowledge of defensive spells would make it so that Snape's offensive spells would be almost useless. So it would be kind of like a toss-up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think Depends on possible. who trips first, you know? Mm-hmm. 
could definitely just be a situation involving who's on their form that day. I I'm hoping that that um by next book we'll that be able Harry to say would, without a yeah. doubt that See, that's what I was about to say. What do you think, you know, current Harry or, you know, book 7 Harry? So, I mean, I think that there's definitely going to be some distinguishing traits between the Harry that we've known in Half-Blood Prince and the Harry that we see in Book 7. Exactly, yeah. I, I One thing, that's one of my main concerns about Book 7. I truly hope that when Harry faces Voldemort that he's facing Voldemort on an equal playing field mm-hmm. where both of their knowledge is somewhat equal and their power mm-hmm. is somewhat equal. And in that case, I think it would be obvious that Harry would just destroy Snape. Mm-hmm, definitely. So. I think when it comes to initiative, Snape shows a lot more initiative when it comes to just expanding his knowledge and talent. So I, I think that Snape would probably outduel Harry. Just because of his, uh, not only initiative, but his creativity, you know, creativity in making spells and stuff. That's true. I mean, there is no denying that he's very creative. Harry has passion, but Snape just kind of has, I don't know, improvisation on his side. He's able to, I think, improvise a little bit more. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think Harry stands a chance. Yeah, I think Emily does make a good point where she says that um, Snape does have a lot more initiative. I can I can picture Snape as a much more a very intense wizard compared to Harry at that age. It's like Kevin was saying how sort of like Tom Riddle. Yeah. How much would Defense Against the Dark Arts really help if Snape is using all these offensive type spells that maybe Defense Against the Dark Arts wouldn't necessarily work against? You know, he's not going to shoot a Patronus out of his wand at some crazy spell that Snape made up. It's true, that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully by book Definitely. seven we'll all be but I do think exactly that, the opposite. Yeah. I think by book seven, uh, Harry's just going to be able to uh, hopefully defeat someone like Snape. I'd be kind of disappointed if he couldn't. Okay, so this week we are premiering our new segment on MuggleCast that we do really think is going to be a hit. Well, I think it's going to be a hit. How about you guys? I think so too. Except if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The uh, oh, definitely. There's been some uh, good amount of demand for it now. Um, I'm not sure if we're gonna do this every week or it's gonna be like in every other week or once a month sort of thing. But this is advice with MuggleCast where we give you advice on your Harry Potter dilemmas. You know, your friends don't like Harry Potter, but you do. Your parents think you're crazy. The whole Christianity thing and your life or whatever we are here for you and what's different about this segment is that you actually get to talk to us because you call in with your questions so so ben and i hosted this week's advice with mugglecast and here it is now hello mugglecast advice what's your name this is sarah from california hey sarah how are you today i'm good how are you i'm pretty good what's the problem you're having well, um, I'm thinking about going to Loomis 2006 to see you guys and everybody else. But um, my parents are okay, but the only thing is, if I'm going to go with my parents, then I can't really go HP crazy because they're going to be staring oh, at me. Right. And, you know, they're going to think I'm insane because no one's obsessed with Harry Potter. 
Hmm. Yeah. So, so your question is how how you want to get rid of your parents or distract them? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Hmm. Well, well, uh, the first the first thing I think you should do is that instead of taking your parents along with you, I think you should find an older chaperone to go with you, someone who is over the age of eighteen yeah. that could that you could go with because then then you could go by yourself and you could have a good time, but. If you really want to get away from your parents when you're there, just – I don't know. I don't know. What, what could you do? <laughs> well, 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 I hear there's a lot of gambling. <laughs> I hear there's a lot of gambling in Vegas, so maybe if you uh, hook them up with some money, they could, uh-huh. you could get them, let them go gambling while you're you know, doing your thing. Uh-huh. Or just send them to the casino. That's what I say. Well, that's what I just said. <laughs> yeah, I guess that'll work. Just don't, don't anywhere I'll get any money. Just drop off the casino. <laughs> Hello, MuggleCast advice. What's your name? My name's Tammy from Naples, Florida. How you doing Hi, today? Tammy. I'm good. Excellent. So, tell us what's on your mind. Um, all my friends and family think I'm way too obsessed with Harry Potter. What should I do? What I would do... I was you as I wouldn't show the obsession so much to when I'm in front of them. That's what I okay. try not to do. What do you think, Andrew? Okay. A- and or get them obsessed, if it's if it's any way possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they, but ha- sometimes you just help being obsessed. I know. Have they read the books before, or do they just think you're out of your mind and the things are stupid? I don't know. Sometimes it makes sense to me, and then. To them, they have no idea what I'm saying. All right. Who are these again? Your parents? Uh, my parents and my family and all my friends. Oh, gee. No one? You don't have any Harry Potter buddies? No, I do. I, but, like, most of my friends think I'm crazy. Uh, oh, okay, well, first of all, don't let them get a hold of your iPod with all the, all your Muggle Camp episodes. That's a good one. <laughs> I have friends in school, too, who, you know, think... Well, you know, all I gotta do is say how many people listen to the show and stuff, and they think the website's cool. But I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know the answer. It, that's yeah. a tough one because everyone's different. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have about a million calls coming in right now, so I'll. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, this is Daniel um, from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Hey, Daniel, you're our first guy on the show tonight. How you doing? Yeah, um, well, at my school, I have a bunch of people who like Pottercast more than MuggleCast. No way. No yeah. way. Just messing with you. It's a dilemma. Joke. So I am wondering how to convince them that MuggleCast is the better show. Um, hmm. Well, you can say that you were on it. <laughs> how, 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 how many friends? I didn't realize Pottercast was so popular in uh Well, two. I mean, not, not many, but more than one. Oh. Well, what do they like? Ab- what do they what? like about it so much? I'm not really sure, but we have um, big arguments. Most of them just end up with like, "You suck." No, you suck. <laughs> um, Sounds like me and Andrew? Melissa. I can't really tell your voices apart. Yeah, this is Andrew. Can I have a yeah? No. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah! come on. Okay, yeah. No. Okay. Well, um. Yeah, also, I'm on it, so they'll have to listen to this. Well, also, another thing is, tell them, tell them one doesn't have to be better than the other. We have podcast love going on here. Yeah, I guess. 
but MuggleCast is way better. I mean, I was. Well, totally. don't don't tell Pot don't tell Pottercast we said that, but. <laughs> yeah, I like. I We'd liked, have to agree. I, I loved last week's top ten list. Oh, thank um, you, thank you very with, much. With um. Uh, number one, give him a CD of Pottercast. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, MuggleCast advice. What's your name? Uh, this is Sam from uh, Maryland. Hey Sam, how you doing? Hey Sam. Good. Wow, this is cool. <laughs> Never thought I'd get through. <laughs> yeah, there's about a million calls coming in. What's on your mind? Well, um, anytime I mention Harry Potter around any of my friends or anybody at school, everybody looks at me like a nerd, like, oh, why would anybody read Harry Potter? You know. Well, I think you should be who you want to be, Sam. You shouldn't you shouldn't conform to your friends' standards because, like I told a few callers ago, if if they don't if they don't like you for you, then they're not really your friend. I mean, they like me for everything else besides that I, you know, actually read. Well, I I think everyone has something that not all their friends like. Like, there's always that one thing. Yeah, you're right. I don't know because can't be perfect, so. Um, but your question was how to get them to like it, too, or just... Well, not exactly that. Well, the, not... To, I mean, they don't have to read it, but to not, like, you know, look down on me every time I read it or All right. about it. right. Hello? Hello. Hey, whoa. Sorry about that. Um, Hi there. <laughs> Is that Eric? That's Eric. Er Eric Skull. What, what are you calling in for? Hi, guys. Um, I want to let you know that I'm at work right now, and that's why I can't do the show. <laughs> oh, thanks, Eric. Well, we're doing the show right yeah. now, actually. Say hi to Sam. Uh, what? Ireland. Oh, Sam dropped out. Or Sam, Sam you, you still did? here? Yeah, I'm still here. Hey, hi, say Eric. hi to Eric. Hi, Eric. Hi, Sam. I don't think, I don't think anyone knows, but Eric works in a movie theater. Really? Yeah, I, I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they they kind of won't let me. Well, I my hours, you know, kind of conflict with my. Actually, I gotta go. My boss is staring at me right now. I gotta get off the phone. Uh, but right now, I'm. A, do you have any advice for me? Like, quit my job, maybe. Yeah, quit your <laughs> job. Sure. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'm gonna go quit. I'll see you guys in half an hour. All right. Uh. Okay, bye, Eric. Okay, bye. Thanks. Well, it was nice talking to you, Sam. Okay. See ya. I'm going to see ya. Hello, Mungo Kiss Hotline. H Hello? Oh, oh, hi. Hi, who's this? Is, is this Andrew? Yeah. I'm Benter, too. Benter, too. How you doing? Hi, hi, hi Ben. Oh, my God. Uh, What's your name? Is it really you guys? Uh, it's really us. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been trying to call? I'm Julie. I've been trying for a long time, but I'm glad oh, you picked well, up. Yeah, well, what's on your well, mind? Well, um, you see, I I have this friend, and he, yeah. he, uh, he, he sort of makes fun of me really publicly. And what a jerk. Oh, you know, I hate people who yeah. make fun of you in public. It is absolutely disgusting. Immature, rude, but go ahead. Yeah, go I, ahead. I, I know, Julie. and I thought I thought he liked me a lot, and he he instead made fun of me, and I don't I don't know what to do because he's um well I mean I should do something back, right? Uh, I don't know. I think sometimes getting revenge really an eye for an eye really isn't the way to go. 
do you think, Andrew? Well, no, I'd I'd have to disagree here, Ben. Um, I think you just need to get back at them. You know, they did something to you. You you gotta Uh get back at them. It's just it's only fair. Well, he's um he's a big Watson fan. I like this guy already. Oh, Oh. see, he made made fun of me about something really personal. So I think if I make make fun of him back, it should be really personal. What do you think? Well, are you sure you're not misinterpreting what, what 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 happened? Are you sure he was really making fun of you? Well, I, I, okay, I, I'll tell you what happened. Um, I sang a song, Ben Shane. <laughs> <gasps> Listen, Ellie from podcast and leakyculture.org? No. Yes, hi. Hi, hi Ben Shane. How are you? Pretty good. Right here. I thought that sounded familiar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You sound a little so wait a second. This before is, Julie for a second. This is the first time you guys have spoken be, be, um, since, you know, yeah, I thought big, I'd crash your the big podcast. mix-up. I thought I'd crash your podcast to make up for it. Not that this well, is mean... close to make makes up for it. Not even a little. <laughs> it was a misinterpretation, okay? There was no malice intended with, mm-hmm. with what went on. I promise. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ben. Have you been walking around looking over your shoulder? Nah, nah, I'm, I'm safe here in Kansas. Then my work is not that. You're safe in Kansas. Yep. Do you remember who you're dealing with? The, the mafia. Ooh. Ben Shane, I didn't, I didn't say anything mafia. about mafia. You're dealing with me. Whatever. Bye, Give guys. me back. It was not malicious. I didn't know what was going to happen. Don't, don't be mad at me. I'm sorry. He's I'm scared. Sorry. I'm sorry. Scared. I know he's scared. Yep. <laughs> That's all we have this week for advice, but next week we'll have many more of you who called in, so stay tuned. So this week we're bringing back Andrew's Listener Challenge, because I missed it so much, and I know everyone did here. Yeah. Right? Mm. Oh, I, yeah. I really, really missed it. My week was not complete. Laura would complete the Listener Challenges. So this week, <laughs> I have two. One's a little beggy, one's kind of beggy lame. <laughs> Actually, it's my New Year's resolution, I can't, you know... I gotta follow it, right? And then the other one is a call for a little bit of help. So, the first challenge is to, as you know, our new MuggleCast website has a poll that we're gonna update every week with a new question. Send in your poll questions that you want the listeners to answer on our website. So say, uh, you know, for example, like the one that's right up right now. What's your favorite MuggleCast segment? Send in questions like that, and we'll post them, we'll use them as a poll question. Send those into challenge at staff.mugglenet.com. And my other challenge is this. I need you. 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 This is so easy. I can't even express... Listen, here's the deal. We have over 60,000 downloads listeners. All I need is for 80% of you to go out there and get one of your friends, just one, just one, to download, subscribe to MuggleCast, and we will have 100,000 listeners overnight. Is that so much to ask? Come on, I think seriously. it is, but <laughs> we can try. <laughs> we can try, and that's the most important thing here. You all have friends who like Harry Potter. Get them into the show. It's a fun show. We have a fun time. And we... No, no, no I mean, or... I'm not saying this because I'm like, I hate 50,000 or 60,000. No, I love how many people enjoy our show, and we really think it's great. But he just wants <laughs> that's why I listen to show. He just wants that nice even number. <laughs> listen, I want to be able to walk outside of my home and brag that I have a hundred thousand people listening to this show. I want, I want to 
brag that we have more uh, uh, listeners than CNN has watchers. C- CNBC, I meant, but probably CNN too. Ooh, I just bumped my head into the ending of the show. It hurt. Um, so I think oh, that, that was just, clever. That just <laughs> I, I moved on and I hit the end. <laughs> so, so that does it for this week's edition of MuggleCast. Once again, I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Kevin Steck. I'm Laura Thompson. I'm Micah Tannenbaum. And I'm Emily Oko. Emily, thanks for joining us this week. We'd be glad to have you back again. You gave I us plenty it. of good input. So thank you. Thank you. Girls represent. We'll see you next week for episode 24 where Jamie, Eric, and Ben should be returning. And MogoCast becomes older than I. <laughs> oh, jeez. Because, Micah, you are so old. We're, we're getting into the 30s here. We're, we're moving along. It's growing up. <laughs> As a quick side note, I was adding up our uh, download totals You know, through our stats thing. We have had over 1,200,000 downloads. Wow. That's Ooh, a lot. Nice. Think of about downloads. that. <laughs> We've been listened to at least 1 million something times. Uh, it makes me sick, actually. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it does. It's really weird. Uh, it's uh, very so, you know, again, we thank everyone for their support so much. We, we really do. I'm not even joking for five seconds of my life. So, <laughs> thanks everyone. We will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Adios. Okay. I think we're pretty much... Killed that. I think we, we, I think we have it. a cadaver of that. <laughs> we basically. have a cadaver. It's been AK'd. Don't, don't, don't say that. It's been trademarked by Warner Brothers. Oops! Now they're gonna yell at me because I said that and they listen to the show. Oops! Now I now now I'm gonna get in trouble because I said they listen to the show. And you also said that Warner Brothers, so Warner Brothers is trademarked too. So now they're going to <laughs> yeah. get mad at you for saying Vada uh, Kedavra while saying Warner Brothers at the same time. So now, on top of saying that Warner Brothers listens to the show and their trademark and a Vada Kedavra, you know, I think we're pretty much done for. Yeah, we're we're screwed. How many guys? Warner this Brothers is the last episode there? of MuggleCast. I think there's only one. Only one Warner Brothers. So it'd be Warner Brother. Then that doesn't make sense. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean? He's got literally. a multiple personality. Disorder. I mean, literally. How many Warner Brothers <laughs> this are is there? Definitely a blue. Yeah. <laughs> let's look. I just want to know. I don't. <laughs> Hey, let's oh, anyway. let's visit animation USA slash WB more two dot HTML. Okay. They show a picture of all the Warner Brothers. Oh. Uh so what else okay. Um What was that? <laughs> Sorry, I was sketching. Uh, and a dinosaur has now invaded our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's let's all just take a stretch and then I'm cold. All right. Me too.